If you're anything like me, you've probably taken hundreds of personality tests. I love them. I think they give us a little bit of insight into who we are and why we do things. And today, we're going to explore a topic that's both ancient and incredibly relevant, the Enneagram. In this episode, we're joined by a renowned Enneagram expert who is known actually as Enneagram Ashton, and she's here to unravel the mysteries of this fascinating personality typing system. Now, unlike other systems you might be familiar with, like Myers-Briggs or Finders, the Enneagram focuses on something deeper, our motivations, the why behind our actions. Now, as Ashton says, the Enneagram stands out because it's not just about labeling behaviors. It's about understanding the core motivations that drive those behaviors, that drive us. This insight is invaluable, not only for personal growth, but also in professional settings, where that understanding these motivations can actually lead to better teamwork, better leadership, and overall workplace harmony. And if you're eager to discover your own Enneagram type, Ashton's going to share some practical tips on how to identify your type accurately and then how to use this knowledge to enhance your relationships and professional interactions. And we're going to discuss how different Enneagram types interact with each other. So whether you're a seasoned Enneagram enthusiast or just curious about what your type might mean for you, this episode is packed with insights that you won't want to miss. This is Take the Damn Chance, the podcast committed to supporting you as you take the chance on yourself and bring your big dreams to life. You know the one, the one on your heart that you keep pushing to the side because it's not the right time. My name is Bevan Farrand. I'm the founder of the Take the Damn Chance movement and creator of the Do the Damn Thing method. Yes, I say the word damn a lot, but it does mean something. It stands for decide and declare, attend your own party, moments not minutes, and now is the time. When it's come to navigating difficult situations and bringing my biggest dreams to life, this framework has changed my life and I know that it can make a huge impact on yours. It's time for you to take the damn chance. Well, I am so excited to have this conversation today. It's a bit different than anything else we've talked about here because you are an expert in what's called the Enneagram. And I want you to tell everybody what that is. And then I want to dive into how we use it for good and for evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So the Enneagram is an ancient typing system. So it's been around for a very long time. And what I mean by typing system is that it uh, separates us into nine different personality types. So, you know, other typing systems are Myers-Briggs, Strength Finders, Disc Assessment. The biggest difference between the Enneagram and some of those other typing systems is that, you know, those do a really great job at telling us who we are, our behaviors, right? Like we're extroverted, we're introverted. We, you know, focus on learning or maybe we'd rather, you know, go experience new things, whatever that looks like. Where the Enneagram is about your motivations, the why and the how we do things. So it's not about what we do, it's why we do it. And so when we're analyzing behaviors then, We can have a room full of people who are behaving the same way or doing the same thing, but the difference is why they're doing those things. So take conflict, for example. Like a lot of people avoid conflict 
But people's reasoning behind avoiding conflict is going to be different depending on their Enneagram type. So there are nine different types and your type is based on your motivations, like I said. So your biggest fear, what you fear the most in your life, and then your biggest desire, what you want the most in your life. Okay. Already, I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) But it's about your why. That's so fascinating. How do you figure out your type? So there are, of course, like a lot of different tests that are out there. My thoughts on tests, they're always a great place to start, but it really is up to you to reflect and see what resonates with you and sit with those biggest fears and biggest desires because tests are only as accurate as we allow them to be. Meaning we're human, so sometimes we answer questions in ways that we want other people to perceive us. Even if we swear up and down that we're not doing that, a lot of the times we are. So because of that, um, it's difficult sometimes on tests to get to your true type. And also with tests, we're answering based on behaviors. And what we just learned is that our Enneagram is about our motivations. Like you said, there's nine different types of this Enneagram. And while I think it's interesting to go into the different types, and pe- but people can find that somewhere, right? Like you yeah. can go and you can do a test. You can just I know when I talked to you the first time about it, you said just read up on the types mm-hmm. and see which one resonates most with you. Yeah. And that's really how I came to it. So as we look at it as a tool, so you know, one of the things I believe in again, this sort of attender on party piece is that we are all creating our experience through our own filters, through our mm-hmm. own thoughts. Right. Mm-hmm. So somebody listening to this conversation who too is like, Oh wow, how interesting about like how is this helping people? Whereas somebody who's a three is like, wow, how is this achieving something? Mm -hmm. So you're talking about it being a tool to grow. What is the first step in using it as a tool like that? Yeah, awareness is always the first step. Obviously, you have to know what your type is, but also to figure out the types of the people around you. Again, don't just assume, but have those conversations because part of using the Enneagram isn't just to understand you. It's to understand other people as well. So if somebody else is, you know, doing something that is annoying or just different, (laughs) then you can start to (laughs) you can start to understand why they might be doing that. But similarly to what you said, I always explain the Enneagram as like nine lenses of everyday life experiences. So we all are viewing the world differently based on our life experiences. And so If you're, you know, take a a group project, for example, and the roles that people play in that project, it's going to be very different for somebody who's an eight versus somebody who's a two. And if you can just understand that and understand why and those motivations behind that, you can start to approach people differently and, um, you know, utilize your own strengths, too, instead of, you know, just engaging in things that you feel like you have to do. I love that the way that it interacts with each other. So what are some pairings that particularly work well together or how can we like help our relationships through this Enneagram? Yeah. And so this is probably one of the most common questions I get like in my DMs is like, what type is right for me? Or like, (laughs) what type is the most compatible? And what's cool about the Enneagram is that it's not about, you know, compatibility. It's about how we can fit those characteristics together with the basis of understanding and empathy and all of those communication and things like that. 
also explaining those behaviors. So my husband is a six, I'm a two. We're going to communicate in a very, very different way. He values safety and security. I just kind of do and like take risks. And he's like, you know, not not a risk taker. Um, But so part of it is understanding those characteristics and then meeting in the middle. Right. Um, So there are some combinations, some type combinations that I see that could be different, like eights and fives look very or um, I see uh, that combination together often and they can be very different. One is a little bit more reserved. One can be a little bit more assertive. Um, But then sometimes I see people like ones and threes who can look very similar at times or eights and threes, which can look similar. That really just depends on, you know, the characteristics and understanding those things about each other instead of that compatibility piece. If you're running a company or running, you know, a small Mm -hmm. business and you know that one of your employees values that safety and security, then in order to get them excited about a project it might be really important for you to show them the plan, to show them like how things are laid out. Whereas if you had somebody else who was more excited about risks, then you're going to tell them about all Mm -hmm. of the potential exciting opportunities. Yeah. Understanding that about the people, like I understanding my sister's different personality types or love languages or whatever it is, I can see then, Oh, she's acting very stressed, right? Like one of my sisters Mm -hmm. is acting very stressed. And I know that she values like excitement and risk. Maybe she just feels like we haven't had that in a while. How could I facilitate that to help her feel more like herself? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's why I love utilizing the Enneagram in the workplace as well, because while we're in, what do they call it? Quiet quitting. We're like in (laughs) in a totally different world right now with the workplace. And so, you know, how do we keep employees and our colleagues happy? And part of that is just seeking to understand them and, you know, what makes, what sets them on fire, what makes them passionate about the job that they're doing and recognizing that, you know, putting somebody in a leadership position is going to have, you know, a three, an eight, a one, they're going to like thrive in that. Yeah. Some of the others like prefer to take the supportive role. Yeah, And so even just, you know, figuring that out about your people can be really impactful. So I love that. Okay. So let's give people a little bit of a taste of the different types. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going on a weekend trip with my girlfriends this weekend, my book club. If, if the nine of us were going on a trip, what would each of yeah. us do? Like how would each of us <laughs> show up this weekend? I need yeah. to know so that I can call them and say, hey, Jacqueline. You need to bring the wine or whatever. She <laughs> yeah. So funny. So the ones are probably going to plan it. The ones and the sixes are going to plan it. For sixes, it's because it helps them feel secure. And for ones, they're just like, why wouldn't I be the planner? Like, it's just the right thing to do. So, you know, ones are going to like really want to stick to a schedule and plan the trip. The twos are going to make sure everybody has what they need. Yeah. The extra snacks making sure everyone's taken care of, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Did you bring a pillow? (laughs) Do you have all your, you know, meds? Um, (laughs) So the threes are probably going to want to do some sort of competitive, like, activity. You know, whether that be like, let's go on a hike, even though that might not seem competitive, it can be competitive. Like, who has the most steps? 
um, you know, playing cards, something like that. Like they're going to want to have some sort of activity. Something where they can be the winner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. The fours, they're going to really just be like reflecting on like the experience itself and maybe like valuing the deep conversation, valuing the connection and just like taking in, especially if it's in the woods, like the scenery and, and the kind of the vibe of the whole thing. Yeah. The fives might struggle with going unless they like feel really comfortable with this group um, because they are typically the ones who are the most introverted. They tend to like keep to themselves, but they also um, love to read. So maybe they are in your book club, actually. Um, they like to they like to learn and gain knowledge. They just might you know be a little bit more reserved and keep to themselves a little bit more. Like I said, the sixes are going to be prepared. And, you know, they're going to they have, have the first spray. aid kit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always use this as an example because we were going on um, a trip to Jamaica a few years ago. And like the night before, I was like, did we get bug spray? And my husband was like, I ordered like five different cans and a whole pack of like those bug spray bracelets like two months ago. He's got I was like, like a holster. He's yeah. Like, Which one and, I, <laughs> and mine was like. I had the realization like the night before. Um, so, yeah, they're going to bring the bug, bug spray. They also might be like anticipating danger, you know, like, <laughs> are there bears? Are there like, is there wildlife? We need to look out bugs. Um, the sevens are like, just, I feel like you know what the sevens you're going to just be all out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Having fun, bringing the party, bringing the excitement, exciting playlist, things like that. Eights are going to probably try to be in control of the whole thing, and they're going to want to make sure that they feel in control. So, like that they know the schedule, that they know the trip, who's arriving when, what are, where do I need to go? They're just going to want to make sure that they, you know, know what's going on. And then the nines, they're going to be, um, you know, wanting to keep the peace. They are going to be similar to the fours in that they're probably going to really appreciate the environment and the scenery. Um, but they're just going to kind of like go along with whatever anybody else wants to do, like kind of go with the flow and make sure that everybody's having a good time and be. So yeah. actually, you have two books now, right? Yes. Yeah. People can use as tools yeah. to understand the Enneagram and use it as growth. So tell us about your two books. Yeah. So the first one I wrote is called the Enneagram for Relationships. So it splits up into four different types of relationships. So romantic, your friends, your family members, and then your colleagues or your coworkers. So that's kind of, I kind of wrote them in reverse. <laughs> that's kind of your, your 2.0. And then my second book is The Enneagram Made Simple. And so this is really just a great guidebook to be able to refer back, you know, utilize it when you're, you know, having questions about your type or somebody else's type. It has exercises in it. And it really just gives you a great overview of everything about the Enneagram. Love it. And for those of you listening, for sure, check out Ashton's Instagram. So tell us your Instagram handle. Yeah, you can find me at Enneagram Ashton. So Enneagram is spelled E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M-A-S-H-T-O-N. You can find me there. Then you can also find me at my website, which is just EnneagramAshton.com. And the reason I, and we'll have all of those links in the show notes, of course, the reason I think everybody should check out your Instagram is you 
gives such great insight into the different types from such a variety of situations and perspectives. And I love that you're doing that. And I think anybody listening who is like, oh, well, it couldn't possibly, you know, we can't talk about the Enneagram at work. You absolutely can and you should. <laughs> yeah. It is a great tool, as you said, to know yourself better, to know other people better and to increase. Um, if, if we're talking about this quiet quitting. Right. People are quiet quitting or people are leaving their jobs and starting their own businesses or what have you because they are unhappy. And that's not just about pay. It's not just about benefits, although that is useful, but it is about how they're feeling appreciated and how they're feeling connected. So imagine if we all just understood how to best relate to everyone around us. Yeah, exactly. All right, Ashton, you told us where to find you on Instagram and your website. Is there any place else we should be looking for you and connecting with you? I am everywhere. <laughs> Thanks, Father. Like, did look for me at your neighborhood grocery store. No. <laughs> Obviously, primarily is my Instagram. I'd love to see you there. And yeah, let me know that you listen. I love it. Thank you for being here, Ashton. It was such a pleasure to have this conversation. And like I said, this is something a little different than we normally talk about here, but I think it's really powerful as we are learning to understand ourselves and the people that we love the most to see these different tools that can help us do that. Well, look at you taking the damn chance on yourself. But wait, before you go, I have something special for all of you incredible listeners out there. If today's conversation has sparked your curiosity and you're ready to delve deeper into understanding yourself and others, I've got just the place for you. Join our vibrant and empowering free Facebook group, the Take the Damn Chance community. This is a sanctuary for women just like you who are ready to embrace their dreams and make them a reality. It's more than just a group. It's a movement, a community of amazing women who are taking the chance on themselves, pursuing those heartfelt dreams that they've put aside for far too long. In the Take the Damn Chance community, you're going to get exclusive access to my live streams where I dive deeper into topics like the one we covered today, and I share personal insights and offer practical trainings. It's also a space where you can connect, share, and grow with other women on similar journeys. Imagine a supportive network cheering you on as you bring your big, bold dreams to life along with a treasure trove of resources to help you on your path. That's what the Take the Damn Chance community is all about. So what are you waiting for? Click the link in the show notes and go on over to the Take the Damn Chance community and click join. I can't wait to welcome you into our circle, where together we'll explore, learn, and make those dreams a reality. Remember, it is your time to shine, to take that chance on yourself, and to make every moment count. Thanks for being with me here today. I cannot wait to see you here next time. And in the meantime, never forget to take the damn chance. Well, look at you taking the damn chance on yourself. Thanks for joining me today. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And if there's someone in your life who needs a little boost of inspiration, I would love it if you share this episode with them. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on all the social platforms at Bevan Farrand or on my website, bevanfarron.com. And be sure to let me know what you want to hear next on Take the Damn Chance.